exploring our podcast. Nothing is sweeter than SwiftCast. Hi guys, welcome back to SwiftCast. This is episode 69. I'm so glad to be back. Hey guys. Hi. This is Haley. Ashley. And Steph. And we have a great episode for you guys, but first we want to tell you about something very important, which is our latest contest that we launched last week, our t-shirt design contest. So if you haven't seen on our Twitter, which you should be following us at SwiftCast13, we want to make SwiftCast t-shirts, which reflect the 1989 era, which we can wear to release week and on the 1989 tour, and also that can be available for you guys, our listeners, to purchase if you want to. So we launched the contest where we're asking you to come up with your own original design that we can print on a t-shirt and all submissions have to be in by next Saturday, September 13th. And we know that a lot of you are really creative, so we're really excited to see what you come up with. The winner is going to get obviously their own t-shirt with a design printed on it that we'll do for you and a feature page on our website telling the listeners all about you and your design. And you're also going to get a free digital copy of 1989 when it comes out, which I know we all want as many copies as possible so definitely that would be a great thing to get i'm really excited to see what people come up with so go on twitter at swiftcast13 and at the top of our page you'll see a tweet that's pinned to the top which is a graphic that lists all of the rules on it there's some rules about just what size and what file type your design has to be and then once you come up with one make sure you email it to us at the swiftcast13 at gmail.com by next saturday september 13th before we get into the news last episode on episode 68, Jill and I went through all of the records that Taylor's been breaking with Shake It Off. So if you haven't listened to that episode, go back and hear all of those records and other exciting news that we've had. But during the episode, I asked Jill what she's predicting the first week album sales of 1989 will be. And she originally said 1.8, but then she seemed to back away and went down to 1.3, 1.4. I stuck with 1.5 and I'm sticking to that even though I know it's pretty high. So I wanted to get your opinions and when Nate comes back, I want to get his too. What you guys think the first week of album sales will end up being. So Speak Now sold 1,047,000 copies in the first week. And then Red sold 1.2 million copies in the first week. So what do you think for 1989? Well, I think there's no question it's going to be higher if for no other reason than the fact that people are going to be trying to do this contest for the first week. Yeah, the Swift Stakes and I think the way that Taylor's doing the Polaroids People are definitely going to be buying multiple copies than they would have the last time. So I definitely think it's going to be a lot higher than her previous sales. So I would probably go 1.4. I think that's a good guess. I'm going to say 1.6. I'm going to have the highest prediction because I think we all understand just how much and how desperate so many people are to meet Taylor. I mean, there's so many millions of them, so few chances to win, but everybody wants to be the one that wins the opportunity to meet her, or even just concert tickets would be a lot for some people who might not be able to afford them or just really want to win concert tickets. 
And with the whole collection, collecting the Polaroids, I feel like that also creates a sense of urgency because you want to get as many as you can right away or who knows, a certain type might sell out and you can never find it again. So I feel like people are going to be in a frenzy for the first week because for me, I always get multiple copies, but I don't get them all in the first week, which I probably should, but I'll get one, I'll listen to it, then I'll make sure I have a sealed copy and if there's a different edition, I might get it later. I don't buy them all at once where I think this will change that. One thing that I didn't get to ask Jill about last week, but we did talk about in earlier episodes was who we think is going to be opening for 1989. And something really interesting just happened yesterday. Andrea, Mama Swift, was spotted at a Fifth Harmony concert in Nashville. And so people are speculating that maybe they will be an opener for 1989. And actually, according to one fan, the fan asked Mama Swift, hey, maybe Fifth Harmony could be a really good opener. And Mama Swift just kind of winked at her. That's the story that the fans are going with. So I just thought I wanted to see what you guys think. I know we've given a couple predictions in the past, but I was just wondering if anything's changed. I could definitely see Fifth Harmony being an opener. I don't know much of their music, but I know that they've been getting really popular. And I know that they're a girl group who's very much about girl power and things like that. And we've already discussed, and I think everybody knows that that is definitely going to be a theme of the album and probably the tour. I think they make a lot of sense. I could definitely see them being an opener. I hear their name a lot, so I know that they're well-known, but I can't figure out if I think that they're opener status, like Ed Sheeran's position, or opener-opener status. I honestly don't know that much about them, but one thought I had was I could see Taylor doing different openers for different legs of this tour, even just within the United States, because I think Ed was such a great opener who was there the whole time, and I think she knows he's going to be hard to top, so she might have a variety here, which I think I would like. That's true. That reminds me of Katy Perry's tour, which I think is wrapping up, but she's had an opener for two months or so and then switched to a different one. So she had Tegan and Sarah, Capital Cities, and Casey Musgraves, who are all really popular towards maybe slightly different audiences, and they rotated. Obviously, we would all go see all of them, right? (laughs) So it would work out for Taylor, I think, in terms of sales to do that. And she could just get a variety My other predictions were, we already talked about in earlier episodes about Ingrid Michaelson, maybe Sam Smith. I was also thinking maybe Fun or Run Republic, because we know that Ryan Tedder of One Republic has written at least one song for 1989. And we know that Taylor has worked with Jack Antonoff of Fun in the past. So I don't know if those groups are too big to be openers. I think they're both too big. I think it would be cool, though. I love One Republic and Fun a lot. Yeah, I would love it. As I mentioned, I went to the One Republic concert earlier in the summer in June, and just seeing how strong their fan base has grown, I really think they are too big. Well, we don't know yet whether the song or songs, we don't know that either, with Ryan Tedder are duets or just a working songwriting collaboration. Honestly, we don't even know for sure that they'll make the final cut of the album. Right. We really still don't know anything. Hopefully, Taylor will be giving us teasers of the tracklist soon. I will be forever upset that she never released the song she did with Train. I have been (laughs) thinking about that. Or I should say with Pat That would have been amazing. Yeah, it was called Babe, and we've never heard it. So frustrating just knowing that that's out there somewhere and that we can never hear it. Maybe someday. 
Haley, what do you think? Anybody that you can see being an opener? Not off the top of my head. I think I would have to listen to the CD more once it comes out and see the tone of the CD and see if someone would be would fit that really well. We shall see. All right, so we have a lot to talk about. We have a lot of news, so let's go right into Keeping Up With Swift. So a few days ago on Instagram, which I'm sure many of you have seen, Taylor left a very long, heartfelt comment for a fan named Hannah. Hannah was talking about bullying and some things that she is going through with school and Taylor wrote her gosh I don't even know how long it must have taken her to write this comment and I was thinking was she on her phone because I can't imagine her typing out this whole long thing it was like a novel yeah on a phone maybe she's using that auto dictation there were you talking to your phone but she told her a lot of inspiring things including that she said bullying isn't a high school thing or an age thing it's a people thing a life thing it doesn't stop and or change don't let them change you or stop you from singing or dancing around to your favorite song the whole thing was just a really great and heartfelt comment that hopefully will make hannah and other fans who are in similar circumstances feel better about life so this was actually on Good Morning America. They did an interview with Hannah. I think that's really cool. They even showed Hannah's bedroom, which is decked out with Taylor's stuff. <laughs> well, speaking of decking out, Music Row in Nashville, despite Taylor's announcement that she's moving to pop, they have a billboard right on Music Row that celebrates Shake It Off debuting at number one on the Hot 100. And Ashley and I are going to be in Nashville this weekend to see Ed. Yay. So I... <laughs> fully intend to stop by and take a picture of this billboard yeah i asked somebody who i saw had visited it and they said it's at the sony building okay good to know i feel like that would be a great spot to film a dance video in front of <laughs> definitely in fact i might have to do that <laughs> <laughs> We were talking just a minute ago about how even though Taylor said she's leaving country, country won't leave Taylor. And she has a nomination for Female Vocalist of the Year at this year's CMA Awards, which are going to air on November 5th. Yay! It's always my favorite one. Oh yeah, me too. I have to admit though, I was a little bit annoyed by this because Taylor put her name in to be considered for Female Vocalist and Entertainer of the Year. And they put all their votes in before she made the official announcement. So I was a bit confused on why they wouldn't have put her up for Entertainer of the Year when she was overseas selling out all these shows everywhere, just bringing so much awareness of the genre all over the world. I was a little annoyed, I guess, that they put her in for female vocalists, in my opinion, solely because there just are no other female vocalists. They didn't put Kelly Clarkson in this year, but they put Taylor in. And actually, I kind of expect this to continue. I could see her still being in that category for other award shows that will be coming up and just in years from now. Which is just weird. It just shows there's a lack of females in country music. And for me, it just kind of reinforced her reasoning for why she's making this move. If I were her, I'd be doing the same thing. Sadly, yeah, I don't see them actually awarding her female vocalist. No. And I don't see her attending this award show either. And that makes me sad, but I'm really, really, really glad and grateful that I got to go last year because I didn't even realize it might be the last year that she's there. Yeah, that's true. This is an award show I always wanted to go to, but never got the chance. 
So that is awesome that you got to see her get the pinnacle award of all. I mean, you picked the best year to go. <laughs> I didn't even know. Yeah, it worked out. But it's going to be really sad without her. I like pretty much all country music and really, really enjoy that award show. But at the same time, I'm always looking for Taylor in the crowd and waiting for her performance. And I just don't think that it will be as enjoyable without her. I agree. It feels like there's already a hole in country music. And I don't even know that I'm upset thinking that they won't give her female vocalist because as we all know she's never tried to be the powerhouse vocalist carrie underwood might have a way more just naturally strong voice than her and she knows that and carrie and miranda are usually the ones to get that award but she definitely should have been nominated for entertainer and i think it's just a shame that she wasn't yeah i like i said i just felt a little bit irritated by it but for me at least it it reinforced her reasoning it makes complete sense why she's making this move so in a way even though it's annoying it might make fans understand the reasoning better so while we're still on the topic of country country stars spoke out in support of taylor making her move miranda lambert said i think shake it off is awesome it sticks in your head i heard it one time and i was singing it all day of course she's going to go and do pop album if she wants to She's an amazing writer, so if she comes back tomorrow and says, I'm going to make a country album now, we'll listen to that and buy it too. I mean, it doesn't matter. I'm just proud of her for doing whatever she wants to do. It's going to be successful. It's Taylor Swift. I have a lot of her material on my iPod, and I bought the new single. I'm a supporter of hers. That was nice of her. That was really nice, and that's one thing that I will miss about her not being in country. I think everybody's just very supportive of each other. And I really like that what she said was if she does say, I'm going back to country, they're going to open their arms up again for her. Yeah, and I think they definitely would. Why wouldn't they? It's Taylor Swift. That's what Miranda said, right? <laughs> she can do whatever she wants. Well, this past week was another record-breaking week for Taylor. We're going to have a lot of these weeks coming up. But very exciting stuff. Shake It Off was once again the top digital song of the week with sales of 355,000 more copies. So that brings the grand total to 899,000 copies sold. So I think we can easily get it to over a million this week. We'll know those figures on Wednesday. Shake It Off was also, once again, number one on the Hot 100. In celebration, Taylor released the second outtake video from the music video, which featured the ballerina segment. And then director Mark Romanek also released this really cute video of Taylor practicing finger-tutting with Peanut. I didn't actually know finger-tutting was a thing before I saw this video, but it was really cute. Taylor's always teaching us new stuff. So a reminder, as we mentioned last week, Taylor is going to be an advisor on the upcoming season of NBC's The Voice, and that's going to premiere on September 22nd, which is only a couple weeks away. So make sure you guys tune in. So for the past week, Taylor has actually been abroad. She went to Germany to perform Shake It Off at the German Radio Awards on September 4th. And before she met a lot of fans, which was really cool. There were so many great photos. And then she also stuck around on the purple carpet and met so many fans, which I think was great because a lot of people in Germany and other countries just don't really get to see Taylor that much. I thought it was really cool that she spent so much time meeting the fans. And while Taylor was abroad, she did a lot of different interviews in Hamburg and in London. And we're going to talk about those later during our main discussion. So stick around and we'll give you all the info on those. But Taylor played five songs from 1989 for one DJ. 
So jealous. At This Is Max. So jealous. She said that we're going to absolutely love these songs. So that was good. And today, Taylor was actually in London shopping on Regent Street. So I'm hoping she comes back to go to Ed Sheeran's show, but we'll see. I want her and Ed to sing Shake It Off. (laughs) Ed, just the thought of Ed singing Shake It Off just kills me. Well, there was an interview before the VMAs where he was singing along to the song and he changed the words to Take It Off instead of Shake It Off. (laughs) And he said he thinks that should be the remix. I don't know. It could be interesting if he ever sang Shake It Off with Taylor. I'm still holding out hope that she's going to show up at least to attend his concert because I was very surprised she didn't go to the one in L.A. And I can't imagine that she wouldn't go to any of his shows. No, I think she'll definitely go to one. I'm really hoping it's Nashville, but we'll see. He doesn't have any New York shows, and L.A. already happened, so I feel like Nashville is the only logical choice. It's not like she ever just hangs out in random cities like Philadelphia or something. Right, which is actually tomorrow's show. (laughs) Oh, see? I thought that one was coming up. So we're going to move right along to our mini-segments. Our first one comes from Tara Rushmore. When Shake It Off comes on the radio while I'm driving, I think the people driving next to me think I'm having a seizure. Swifty problems. Rock it out, girl. (laughs) Our next one is from at Megan TYX 13. I wanted to retweet this, but then I saw it had 13 retweets. Swifty problems. That's a common one. I struggle with this daily. Our next one is from at Miss with two I's instead of two S's. Z Sweetie. Stop, Taylor. Just stop. Changing her bio, icon, and header at the same time is just too much to handle for Swifties. Swifty problems. Agreed. Totally. Our next one is from Speak Now, 1213. Every time I write the date, I keep writing 1989 instead of 2014. Swifty problems. That's really cute. I'm probably going to start doing that now. (laughs) Our next one is from someone you guys might know. I am Shutterbug, aka Haley. No, that's not me. Yes, it is. Practicing Taylor's finger tuts till you get them right and have people at work think you're crazy. Yep. They kept looking at me going, what are you doing? (laughs) And our last one is from Red Tour Swift underscore tripping in the shower listening to Taylor songs. Swifty problems. Sounds dangerous. Be careful. All right. So if you have any submissions you would like to submit for this segment, just please send us a tweet, email, or anything. We'll give you a list of ways to contact us a little bit later in the show. Now we're going to move right along to our fashion segment. Our first one for this week is from September 3rd, when Taylor arrived at the Lutton Airport in England, and she was wearing a Topshop New York long sleeve sweatshirt. It's only 15 euros, but unfortunately it's sold out right now, so just keep checking back. That's basically 20 US dollars. Yeah, that's a good deal. It's very cute. Our next one is from later that day on September 3rd. Taylor wore an all black guest three quarter sleeve crop top, and that was eighty nine fifty, and a guest flare skirt, which was seventy nine fifty. So that little combo was just too cute, and she wore that while heading into Shepherd's Bush Empire, and she paired it with her Prada Safiano Luxe tote, which is two thousand two hundred and forty dollars. And her Ellie Sab Wavy Strap Heels from the Spring 2014 collection. I don't think we have a price on those yet. 
On September 4th, I love this outfit, Taylor attended the German Radio Awards and she wore a black and white peplum cage bandeau crop top and skirt and that's from Sass and Bides Fall 2013 collection and she wore black Cassidy blade heels which were $640 and she also wore two rings by Neil Lane which had black stones on them and complemented her dress. That was a great outfit. I loved the cage aspect of the peplum. It was definitely different, and I loved seeing her in it. And it was black and white, so... Can we comment for a minute on the fact that even though we now know the album isn't called Black and White, and the cover is not black and white, she still continues to wear black and white almost every day? (laughs) I think, though, when you think about Polaroids, they're black and white. So, in a way, it kind of is a theme of the album. That's true. That's how I've been looking at it. Is every outfit on the tour going to be black and white? I don't know. Should we go buy more black and white? (laughs) I was really starting to shop for it before her announcement. I was positive that the cover art was going to be black and white. I don't know. That was my theory. Just the whole Polaroid thing. Black and white makes sense. But I don't know if that means we should all wear black and white all the time now. It's not as clear as red. Red was easy. We knew we were supposed to buy red things. (laughs) On September 4th, while Taylor was at the German Radio Awards, she performed Shake It Off, and she wore the Paper London Runner Shorts, which were 275 euros. They're now 140 euros, which is 181 US dollars. And Taylor also wore a sleeveless black crop top with that outfit, which we don't have the information on that yet. But we'll let you know if Taste With Style finds it. We got some more fashion from the Shake It Off music video. In Taylor's twerking segment, she wore a BB Leopard bra, which is only in stores. And she paired that with the Forever 21 Frayed Acid Wash Cutoffs, which are twenty four eighty. So I think, Jill, we'll be buying those pretty soon. <laughs> And then in the finger-tutting segment of the video, she wore a Rag and Bone Franklin jacket, which was $725, but is now marked down to $510. I'm running out to buy that one. <laughs> Thank you, TaySwiftStyle.com, for all these amazing fashion outfits. You can definitely go to her website and see all the gorgeous pictures and all the links to the places where you can buy them. We're now going to go into our main discussion, as Stephanie mentioned earlier, that we have some radio interviews that Taylor did. The first interview was actually published in a German article, and as a result, we actually had to translate. So some of the translation might not be that great because we used Google Translate, but we did our best. The first question was, how has your life been changed by the radio? And Taylor answered, In all directions, radio is musically the most important way of communicating with other people in the world. And I thought that was awesome because Taylor always says how it's incredible to see people who don't even speak English singing the lyrics back to her in English. And she's so right. The way you can connect with people all over the world is just through music and lyrics. The next one was, what was it like the first time you heard yourself on the radio? She said, I was 16, I was driving in my car, and suddenly heard my song. I'll never forget it. They asked her, what was your inspiration for 1989? And she said, I was born in 1989. My life inspired me. But this time, I'm not broken and devastated, but on the rise. Now it's all about my life. With this album, I say begin to live your own life that's really powerful though it sounds like probably not exactly how she said it probably not (laughs) 
But still, she's mentioned before with Red, it was about a devastating heartbreak. And now this is more just about living your life. And finally, they asked Taylor what she loves the most about Germany. And of course, Taylor said, the fans. I love how they scream. The louder, the better. The German fans are so loyal. They're just great. So going on into the next radio interview, this is from FFN Radio. And they asked, what is the craziest thing that happened to you on stage? And she replied, you have people trying to take off your shoes. When you're standing on a stage and the crowd can reach out, you can feel them unbuckling my shoe. And I'm just sort of like, this can't happen. Or like grabbing your ankles and you're just sort of like, I really hope they don't pull me into the pit because I don't know what I do. But you know, that's because they're so energetic. They're so passionate, which is what I want from them. I guess you can't ask them to stand up for two hours straight and not take off your shoes. <laughs> I hope that that never does happen, though, because I feel like that would be scary for her. That would be incredibly scary. Especially if she got pulled into the pit. I was in the pit once, which was a great, great night. But I don't remember anybody trying to touch her shoes. <laughs> and I don't remember reading any stories about it. So I hope it wasn't a thing that was happening all the time and nobody just noticed it. Well, we know people were running on stage. <laughs> yeah, we know about that. So then they asked Taylor, how would you spend a free evening? And she said, I would invite my girlfriends over and we would cook dinner and play pool. I'm really bad at playing pool, but I love it. Have you ever had something you love doing, but you're terrible at it? That's pool for me. But people love playing pool with me because I'm horrible at it and they always win. <laughs> <laughs> for me, that would be bowling and pool. They next asked Taylor, would you invite your famous friends or your normal friends? And she said, you know what's funny about celebrity friends is that they're also normal friends because the girls I'm friends with have very similar circumstances where we're normal people with very abnormal circumstances swirling around us. And so when we get together, we don't talk about celebrity things or career things. It's all about just what we're actually going through in our lives. But you know, I have friends who do all different kinds of jobs. It's interesting how only the ones who are actresses or singers or models get any kind of recognition, but the other ones exist too. I thought that was funny. Right. Although, I mean, I would say that like 9 out of 10 friends that we see her out with are famous people. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's true. I can only think of a couple that aren't. So then they asked, who are your best friends? And she says, I feel very fortunate that in the last year, I've developed a group of girlfriends who I love so much, who challenge me, inspire me, and teach me things. And that's been really fun. It's been one of the coolest parts of the last couple of years. And so they followed up with, how do your friends influence you? And she said, I think that anything that inspires me in life and anything that is a major part of my life ends up bleeding into my music. And I think the priorities are definitely reflected in your music. So with that, I think she was saying kind of what we expected, that 1989 is going to be a lot about what she's been up to, hanging out with her friends, how they have inspired her. I expect that we'll have a few maybe breakup love songs, but not anything like Red. No. Well, I can't wait to hear what happens in the weeks to come leading up to release week, which is going to be fantastic. I love this time of year. I'm sure there will be many more interviews, lots of surprises, lots of clues about the tour, and just a lot of excitement. So now we got some reminders for you. Please press the subscribe button on iTunes and it downloads the latest episode for you automatically. 
You can find us on Taylor Connect at SwiftCast13, on Twitter at SwiftCast13. Our email is theswiftcast13 at gmail.com. Our Facebook is facebook.com slash theswiftcast. And, of course, our website is swiftcast13.com. And you can find everything about us on there. So, finally, next week, Taylor will... Well, it's not next week. It's more for today. I think that Taylor is going to tweet me because today is the one year anniversary of when I met her. Yay! Wow, that's crazy. It's been a year already. I know. She's not going to tweet me, but I can hope. Hey, she's been tweeting some fans. I'm going to send her some pictures on Instagram later and maybe she'll see one of them. I actually have a really good one, too. I think Taylor's going to come back from Europe and go to Nashville to see Ed. And then after the show, I guess on Sunday, the 14th, she and Ed are going to go down to Music Row where the Shake It Off (laughs) billboard is. And they're actually going to do a dance video like Ashley mentioned earlier. I also think that after they do that, they're going to go eat at Pancake Pantry and they're going to walk in while we're there. (laughs) That would be great. But I would really just love to see them shaking it off right beside the billboard. <laughs> Can you imagine if you were, because that's just on the street. If you were driving down the street and saw that. Yeah. Can you even imagine? Car crashes would definitely happen. <laughs> oh, man. I think Taylor will break some more records this week. What are you guessing for digital sales of Shake It Off? I definitely think she's either going to break a million or get right close to it. Yeah, I think it went from 544 to 355. I think at least 250. Right. Which would put her over a million, but we'll see. Keep buying it, guys. You can never have too many copies. Gift it to your friends. Yeah, give it to your friends. And you guys should definitely tune in next week because we're going to have special guests joining us again. If you remember a few months ago and a couple of times before, we've had our friends Tim and Carson who are radio DJs in Jackson, Mississippi, and they also do a podcast called I Heard That Was Good. And they're awesome guys, really hilarious, always great having them on. And we haven't talked to them yet since Shake It Off came on. And being radio DJs, I imagine they're going to have a lot to say about it. I can't wait. Yeah, they're so fun. And one last reminder besides that, make sure you enter our t-shirt contest, which we gave you all the info at the beginning of the episode but we are asking to get your designs in by september 13th so make sure you do that this week all right so that was our episode 69 for you guys this has been Haley, ashley and steph have a wonderful week guys see you next week thanks bye peace out Cisco. thank you for listening to this episode of swiftcast visit us on the web at theswiftcast.com the theme song for SwiftCast was written and performed by Sydney and Chuck. SwiftCast is not directly affiliated with Taylor Swift, Big Machine Label Group, or 13 Management.